Welcome to Focus Fire Chat. Explore together. Welcome back for episode 87 of Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on June 2nd, 2017 on Twitch.tv. Big shout out to the live chat here. Thank you so much for spending your evening with us. This is your host, Blue Crew 86 Alongside me, we have the man who is still actively seeking out new and interesting snack gifts, Justin Sane 0516. How the drop's been for you, Justin? Actively is a strong word. Um... <laughs> No, the drops have been actually amazing. I've been playing more video games in the past two weeks than I have in like the past three months. Um, That's a good change. Playing lots of Titanfall. Yeah, I've been playing Titanfall 2. Oh, preparing preparing for a conversation that we're going to have. Yes, and some Overwatch. And I managed to hit 400 on my Hunter on Destiny. I finally got the ghost drop I needed. From a crucible package of all things. So, yes. <laughs> Space biscuits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Mel is actually working. I was talking to her earlier, and she got back from, I think it was it Fanime? I believe it was Fanime. Um, and she got back and basically had to go right to work. So, she is working while we're all playing around here. So, be sure to let her know that we still miss her over on Twitter at The Wind of the Stars. And then from the depths of the madness-inducing mind maps, we are joined by our favorite Gunter, the one and only green-eyed music lover. Green, hope you're doing well. How's the week gone for you? Not too bad. Just been a little crazy cleaning up a new-to-us kind of car. Have you guys ever used a Bissell before? Like those little vacuum spray sucker-upper type things? Oh, so like a vacuum. Yeah, but it's it sprays out fluid. It's like a oh, it's a steam cleaner. It's not steam though. It's, a, it's just a shampooer. So like a Stanley steamer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've done like eight of those in this car just to get all the gunk out. So it's been kind of a ongoing project. But I finally got the the thumbs up from the wife tonight, saying that it smells nice now. So it's like yes, I can, I can stop being crazy about cleaning. Nice. Yeah, because I remember I was texting, I think I was messaging you earlier, and you're like, hang on, hang on, cleaning out a car. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, all right, cool. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, we we, uh, had something happen this week that you should probably check out. Uh, We have a new website. Yeah? Justin? Yeah. Okay. www.focusfirechat.com So if you haven't, if you have not seen that either in Discord or over on Twitter, be sure to give that a check. Uh, just give it a glance. We have um, a few new aspects of the website that we're hoping to kind of build out. One of which is we are going. We actually have a place for Green to put all the the book summary, book notes for each month, and try to kind of give an idea of what that month's conversation was or what we're talking about. Maybe we don't really know what we're going to, I don't green. Are you going to put like outlines up or do you, are you going to do just do summaries? What are you, what are your thoughts on that one? Right now I'm doing kind of a review type format for just me, but we can totally start making, make it happen. We could totally start putting up summaries and stuff like that in the, 
as a review. Because Sheen said that she wanted to see a if a book is Focus Fire approved before she picked it up and read. Oh, like Oprah, we could be the next Oprah. (laughs) Yeah, I give it a reasonable goal. It's a reasonable goal. <laughs> How many? Okay, so is it like three out of five Gallahorns, or is it only two uh, out of well, five Gallahorns? So, so Kashin actually was saying like do like the crosshairs. So mm-hmm. do like three out of five crosshairs, and if it's oh. five out of five, it's what was what was the word? She's like, you come up with a gun term. <laughs> oh, oh, that oh, works. Oh, that oh, works oh, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, she she was like, do something like it's dead in the water or something. I was like, I don't think that. Or what? But but you could do rare. Yeah, common, there you go. Common. Rare, legendary, and exotic. Yep. This thing is, is I want it to be more dogs. of a. I know the dogs are just. They're so it's excited. Been, it's been a thing here. Oh yeah, mom's home. Um, it's been kind of a whole thing this week, but. I want to make sure that if we're going to do like focus fire approved, that it would be kind of a voted on type thing rather right, than right, just right, me right. saying it's like, Hey, I kind of like this or I kind of didn't like it. Cause it's everybody's thing, not just mine. But it is kind of, yeah. Four, four, out, of, out, of four, five out, four out of five barks from the dogs. <laughs> there we go. Yep. Done. That's our rating system. Um, yep. Yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely be kind of fleshing that out. We also have now an area for people who are interested to actually submit articles on lore. Um, we have been requested, and I have opened up an area for if you have any fan fiction or you know story writing behind the scenes of your particular guardians within Destiny, we have a place for that. We're going to start calling that area of the website the Destiny Legends. Um, and then we also, yes, we do have a spin foil lounge for anyone who wants mm-hmm. to write articles for spin foil. Uh, with the with the um, disclaimer that that is uh, spin foil and by no means is associated with Focus Fire's true thoughts, Justin. Come on, man. Dragon theory. Write it dragon out. Dragon theory. Yeah. Put the dragon theory up. Okay. And then, okay. then we'll need to get the pay-in scale. We, oh, we'll, yeah. we'll do the pay-in scale, and you can put it on each article. Oh, boy. The argument about pay-in scale. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. But, I mean, basically, this is this is going to open the door to allow, you know, we already have uh, Bjorn and Infested Potato and um, Mecha Drizilla, who do the amazing prose uh, submissions when we do a particular topic, uh, the subclass series that they've been doing. Um, we have those listed up on our Facebook page, and I've linked that. I've linked it all into the website. So if you head to the website, you should be able to find all the different places. Uh, much easier. I've been told that it's much easier to kind of navigate through where things are now. Um, we also have a quick introduction to basically our team, the podcast team, and then also the moderators who are a huge, huge part mm-hmm. of everything we do. Uh, we have a page that kind of introduces you to the moderator team uh, for the Discord, and that also gives a view into who's going to probably be helping moderate the site as well. Um, we have, I believe, Rhino is going to start also publishing his lore cards on the site there. So if you see those posts on Twitter and have interest and want to, you know, kind of read those in a, a single shot instead of throughout most multiple tweets. Um, we're going to have those there. Uh, there is going to hopefully be some Halo lore articles that will be posted as well. 
So we have we have a potential for you know a really cool site to go up, and that that really stems from everything that you guys want to submit. Um, so yeah, it's it's all connected to the Podbean uh, site as well. So we're not we're not shutting that down. We're still we're still with Podbean. You know that's all still going to be there. This is just a site that's on the surface to allow a um, a more easy access to the different aspects. Uh, we have our T-shirts all up there as well. Um, I'm trying to think, did I miss anything? But the awesome thing is you don't have to go to the Podbean website yes. anymore if you don't right. want to. You can go straight to www.focusfirechat.com. And then there's a link for both recent episodes, which I think is super cool. It brings up an audio player in your browser, so you can listen to it directly there. Or you can go to all the episodes we've ever done on Podbean. So Mm -hmm. it's really kind of condensed everything down in such a nice and easy way. It's awesome. And Blue's been working so hard in the background doing this. He's been, like, for the last two weeks, three weeks. Oh yeah, that was the other thing. Um, so I know a lot of people, and sorry, I know a lot of people have kind of asked for a um, a list of like places to go to research. Um, we all know Ishtar Collective, which is an amazing site. Uh, most of us are also aware of Destiny Lore, the subreddit Destiny Lore. Um, Ishtar Commons is a new aspect of Ishtar Collective that has been launched. That's kind of a it's a, a message board forum over on Ishtar Collective. If you have not looked at it, be sure to go look at that. But the easy thing that I tried to do is I tried to collect all the stuff, all the sites and all the sources that I personally use when I'm preparing notes or when I'm looking for something or if I'm, you know, if I know, if I'm, I remember something, but I want more detail. These are the places that I go to first to kind of see if they've already delved into it or to get, you know, resources. I've collected all those and put them out on the website as well. Uh, it's on the resources page, which is underneath the podcast menu. If you click on the podcast menu, that's the last tab down. Um, and that that is, you know, something that a lot of people have asked. We also have an integrated Google Calendar feature on there. So if you have any questions about our schedule, we have that in there as well. So you can subscribe to the Google Calendar, which I've <clears throat> I've mentioned that a couple times in Discord. If you use uh, Google Calendar, we have a Gmail calendar that you can actually add into your calendar so that anytime we do something, I always make sure to put it on that calendar so that, you know, we know that's going on. You can get notified as well. So there's that's a that's a new thing that we're trying to trying to do as well. Um, and then, oh, yes, I have a countdown. For the Guardian Con and for, you know, there's there's this game coming out later this year. Um, some of us are kind of excited for that countdown. My, too. Minecraft 2? Yeah, Minecraft 2. There you go. Done. We're changing topics. All right. So now we're going to talk about Minecraft. Um, so no. The yeah. lore of pig zombies. The lore of pig zombies. So. Yeah, that's that's pretty much my past two weeks. If you notice, I haven't been in chat quite a bit. That's because pretty much all my free time has been dedicated into fine tuning the the basic outline of the site and making sure that it's somewhat viable. Um, hopefully, it'll stand up to the the releasing into the wild that it, that we did this weekend. So head over there let us know what your thoughts are on it uh we have a contact tab as well which should make it a little bit easier for everyone to email us you can uh 
there's a link that will open up an email or you can just fill in the contact form already built into the website and it'll shoot shoot the team an email and let us know that you have a question or theory or you know whatever so with all that being said you guys got anything else you want to jump into the jump into the chat no i think we're ready to go okay Mm -hmm. all right the topic of today's chat is going to be a look at the updates to the lore we have about our beloved city. I asked Green to put together a high-level summary of the topic, and this is what she had to say. What is home? A place to claim as your own? The sanctuary you protect from uninvited guests? Or perhaps it is merely a place to which you return that is sacred to you? We call the city our home, but it was not always so. The risen and remnants of humanity built the city after the collapse, under the traveler seeking the protection it might still provide. Pilgrims born or reborn outside of the city are drawn to it like a moth to flame. It is a promise, a dream. The only refuge from the darkness we have now is in the shattered remnants of our golden age. That darkness which creeps closer and closer to our home as each day passes. The shadow which threatens to smother the flicker of light that the city represents. The city which has been built and rebuilt time and time again after conflicts, both internal and external. But humanity is nothing but resourceful. We guardians may not have a home, but we have a dream. We have a people, and those who dream alongside us require our protection. The families beneath the once great traveler are our people. Their city stands tall behind us, her guardians, her shield against the darkness. Before we get into that, however, I do have a few housekeeping notes. In our last chat, we took a detailed look at Clovis Bray. If you missed that and have any interest in hearing our thoughts, please be sure to check out www.focusfirechat.com for archives of all previous chats, as well as links to the other aspects of Focus Fire Chat out in the internets. If you don't mind, please give us some feedback on iTunes to let us know how we're doing and to help us continue to grow. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny and other games. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Friday at around 10 p.m. Central, we get together to stream a recap of the previous week's chat for those who are unable to participate. Please be sure to also give some support to the other podcasts in the Guardian Radio Network, found at theguardiansofdestiny.com. These include Guardian Radio, the official podcast for the Guardians of Destiny, Guardian One, Ghost and Echoes, which also has the Destiny audio grimoire, and the network's newest edition, a non-Destiny-focused podcast, Paragon Radio. Our next chat's going to be a dive into the updates that we've received in regards to the Guardians themselves. 
But with all that, let's go ahead and dive into the information and thoughts that the community had about the city. Lorbot, let's go. Query Grimoire Database. Results found. Displaying on screen. Thank you, Randy. Um, the, uh, I think we could probably, before we talk about the city, we could probably start with the Dark Age. Oh, it was a dark time for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the Golden Age burned bright, and the night that overtook us after the collapse was swift and total. The tally of suffering may be beyond comprehension, but the city lifted itself from the ash. Gathering survivors, guardians rose to challenge alien hordes. The Dark Age swallowed so much of our history, but hope never died. Yes. And in in all the great trailers that came from the D2 reveal, we got to see some some pretty cool glimpses oh of the gosh. Dark Age, didn't the, we? The concept art ah, of the building ah, of the city. Oh, it's yes. so pretty. I've been so good. I might my I might have spent a couple afternoons just watching or just looking through ArtStation because oh, so they finally good. released they I love finally that they released make that all stuff. those. I love that they make that available too. I know. Oh my gosh. I yes. know. Even even the stuff that like isn't officially used, like, you know, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of concept sketches. Right. You know, like th- this is stuff that, like that there you can see the thought process on some of the artists portfolios. They could, they'll show you like the the I don't, I don't want to call it behind the scenes, but it's kind of like their works in progress of the different things. So you can kind of see the direction that their thoughts go. And oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, it's some some of the coolest stuff. I mean, I still think that one of the best behind the scenes uh, video streams that Bungie has done recently was that art stream. Where they were talking about like the how they how they created stuff like the the creative process of that it was fascinating and because you know coffee makers right that was what was that over the that wasn't over Suros was that that was uh, the the Chevy they're the no, yeah Suros was, was the, the F one race car Braun coffee maker was. Uh, I can't remember what it was that they were talking about, but like the, uh, was it the Vex Mythoclass? Something like that. But it was that because the right. smooth lines of the brawn, mm-hmm. the brawn coffee maker. Oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. And Angel in chat, the Art of Destiny 2 book. Oh. Oh. I'm just so ready pretty. for anything, any comic, any book, any, the fact that things have been licensed out more. I'm mm-hmm. just excited for that, just to have cross-reference type things that not just in-game stuff. So pumped. We ran into, uh, we went to Target last night and went into the toy aisle. Because Did you I'm get a... the socks? No, oh, okay. I thought about it. Apparently, apparently yeah, Target did... has Destiny socks. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I did see them. I didn't take a picture of them, but... I know the mega blocks have been out for a long time, but I've the only time I've ever ran into them because I live in the middle of nowhere is GameStop. Mm. And so I saw the whole spread of mega blocks that I've never been able to get close to. So I was like, ooh, yay. Toys. I'm a big kid. <laughs> but yeah, just all the cool stuff that'll be coming in. The art book. I mean, they did have the Destiny 1 book. 
which yeah. I own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that one. I need, but I need to break down and get that one. It's not bad. I, I know, no, bad. I know. It's just a matter of like finding a place to put it. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but really, really quick, uh, we we've talked about the city a couple times. I think you know not. So I call this an update episode simply because we have technically talked about the the city. Um, and I mean, obviously, we've talked about the city in in relation to other episodes topics, but we never we never like really like it. It's been a while since we sat down and specifically talked about the city. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I think the city and factions was like one of our first episodes. So it's been a while. A lot has happened. Um we have kind of a fleshed out timeline, which is, you know, Justin kind of introduced us with the Dark Ages. But, you know, with Rise of Iron and the Age of Trump Triumph, we actually kind of have. Now, I can't give you dates, obviously, because it's Bungie. Um, but we know that. So what it all started was with the Risen, which is with the rise of the light bearers. Um and then that led into the Iron Lords and the Warlords. Uh, we will probably talk about this a little bit more um, next week because we're going to be talking about the Guardians particularly. But then we kind of got into the founding of the city and which also uh, was the fall of the Warlords. So we kind of see that with the Dark Age kind of ending uh, and the City Age starting up. And then we kind of had the Faction Wars, um, the Fallen kind of appear in mass and attack, which leads into the Battle of Six Fronts, uh, Twilight Gap, Osiris is exiled during that period. You have the uh, the Great Disaster at Mare Imbrium. Um, and then, then we are introduced. Our Guardian is introduced with the Guardian Rises. Um mm-hmm. And then what happens then is the vanilla storyline. So that's the Vault of Glass and the fall of the Vex, kind of, with the Black Garden and the Vault of Glass. Um, that leads into the Dark Below, which is us taking on Crota. Uh, and then that takes us to House of Wolves, which is Skolas and the fall of the Fallen. Um, that's a really weird sentence. But that then takes us into the Taken King, which everyone is probably familiar with, which is the fall of Oryx and basically the hive. We've kind of neutralized air quotes around that. Um, not really, but kind of we've Mm-mm. we've we've curbed their appetite for the moment. Um, and then that delayed. brought yeah, delayed, delayed them. Uh, and that brought us to Rise of Iron, which is kind of the rise of um the Fallen again, but it's also the release of Siva, which is an interesting component as well. And we've talked about Siva quite a bit. But then we come to the Age of Triumph, which is where we are currently within the game. So very, very broad timeline. Oh, and then, you know, Destiny 2, we've seen the rise of the city. Now we're going to experience the fall. Mm -hmm. So we kind of know where this particular story kind of ends. However, you know, every ending is just a beginning. Um, and so, you know, new legends will rise as the, as the kind of the, the catchphrase of destiny Two, um, which I, I still am like, I just thinking back to destiny, it's like destiny has become legend and then <laughs> destiny Two is new legends will rise. I'm like, but we already did. Where did our old legends go? Um, and we're still alive. Yeah. 
Which, yeah, uh, just anyways. So there's there's a lot of spin foil speculation on It'd that be one. So amazing if right before they closed down Destiny One, if on on one day, no matter what you did, no matter what you what you were doing, where You're you dead. were playing, you just got killed. Yeah, permadeath, <laughs> just dead, permadeath. And then little did the all you know, Destiny servers shut down yeah, until little did day. you know oh, when God. you when you play Destiny on this day, you're playing perma dead perma 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 dead Destiny. So amazing! Oh man, think outside the box, Bungie. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, direct it? direct all imagine... salt. Direct all salt uh-huh. towards just insane oh five one six. Think about uh-huh. it though. Think about it though. Everyone would have that story of how they died to end this three-year journey. They'd be like, "I was just, I, I was AFK and a dreg killed me." Done. <laughs> Rip. Like, yeah, I jumped off the ledge at the tower, being an idiot. Done. There would be a like a destiny dumb ways to die video. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There needs to be. But there yes. does. There needs to I be. Can play, I can play that song. I was uh-huh. To... I love that song. It's so funny. <laughs> but yes. God. No, I, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm completely with you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's like the the rough timeline that we've gotten with, I mean, with especially the Age of Triumph. Um, the Rise of Iron did a huge amount of of kind of... As much as the Rise of Iron kind of muddied the water on some things, it also clarified the general picture on others. Um, mm-hmm. And and honestly, I, I'm a big fan of the clarifications. I, I think the 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 discrepancies that we've noticed because we delve so deeply into the lore is just man. I'm, I'm not. They're not like to me. They're not breaking anything. Um, oh, so great. So, so that that I mean that's the basic timeline. Uh, do you do we have any new information that you guys think is worthwhile to chat about with the Dark Age in particular um, that we won't be talking about next week? No, I think we're. I think that pretty much just. I think all of our discussion of the Dark Age this week will just be kind of setting the table for the city age. Okay. Well, and, and kind of speaking towards the setting of the table for the city age green, do you want to grab the, the ghost fragment, the dark age? Sure. <laughs> Excuse me. Ghost fragment, the dark age. No one knew what happened to the traveler. No one understood what had happened to the world, but they heard the whispered call. They came from the wild lands, gathering in secret enclaves, slipping through the howling ruins of shattered cities, hoping to find the coast, find a ship, pick up the trail of an impossible dream. From the deep black came the awoken, their eyes haunted. Exos marched in refugee columns, cloaked in moss and shattered memories. And among them came the ghost, beginning their search. It was a time of vast suffering and terrible evil, but there was one hope, the promise of a refuge beneath the traveler. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just that whole everyone's drawn to the traveler. Everyone who rises, everyone who's left. Because, I mean, at this time, there's still 
there's still some humanity that was alive that was not risen. Yeah. And, right. Uh, yes. Yes. There, there, I mean, that's, that's kind of the, um, sorry, I'm, I'm lost. I lost my words. Uh, that's the ancestors to the current city inhabitants or the civilians basically, because we know, we know that there are right quote regulars still around. Um, so, and I think, oh, it's, uh, well, I mean, we know there are regular people still around because that's what's in the city. Um, so yes, there are still civilians around. Um, they also are the ones that were making their way to the city. Um, you know, Amanda Holiday, at, uh, Eva Levante, you know, um, these, these are regular people. These are inhabit, uh, any of the faction, yeah, any of the faction reps are regular individuals. They are not guardians. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, I was like, is Lakshmi a guardian? No, Lakshmi is just a regular exo. Um, but like, you know, Hideo is a is just a civilian. Like they're just regular people from the city. Um, so yeah, we know that there was still individuals around, and that's kind of where again, we're going to get into this definitely next week, but that's kind of where the rise of the guardians came with, you know, the whole iron Lord story arc, uh, with, um, uh, the, uh, Oh God. Say salad hand. No, not salad hand. Uh, Sigoth where, where, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The warlords. Where pay room shoots him in the head. Um, yeah. Like that, that entire scene, remember, they were the only risen there. There were four of four risen basically. And then everyone else that was involved in that firefight and they were protecting, they were all just regular people. Um, the mm-hmm. warlords were ruling over these regular people because they didn't have the power to protect them against people. Um, so yeah. And I, I think I kind of, I kind of talked about that in the chat the other day with the guardian topic, you know, someone asked about the difference between guardians and, you know, what's, what's, what makes a guardian. And so we definitely will be getting into that next week. Um, I'm trying to think. We have probably the, if you want to see any of like the beginning of the, or the end of the dark ages, the Zavala trailer from Mm -hmm. the release is a beautiful, beautiful, just art description of what the end of the dark age would start would look like because Zavala was there when the city was being built. You see that the speaker was there when the city was being built. It's the end of our dark ages. Right. It's the the beginning of the city age. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to, well, the Grimoire Guard, the city. So this one is, and this kind of ties into, um, this ties into the ghost fragment, the dark age a little bit. Because the opening line here is, From across the ruined earth they came, seeking shelter from the storm. Every wayward soul unlucky enough to be born outside the city's protecting arms whispers its truth across the wastes. A metropolis, risen from the ashes of the collapse, sheltered by the traveler. It is a promise and a dream, the only refuge from the darkness. The city is a thriving walled ecumen, rich with languages and traditions of every surviving human and neo-human culture. The city's population faces real challenges, 
inequality, fear, scarcity, and the specter of internal strife. But the great traditions of the Golden Age live on, and many classes of suffering and injustice have been eradicated forever. So here we we kind of see the the nod here towards not just the external pressures but the internal pressures within the city as well. Um, you know, predominantly we see this within the faction wars, which we learn in Age of Triumph. Uh, actually, Andal Brask was a very big part of bringing to a close. Um, you know, and that was roughly 126 years ago from current time in game. So it's it's a relatively recent development. Having we don't we don't know when the consensus itself actually came into existence, but the factions were pretty much at each other. Well, they're still kind of at each other's throats, but they were literally at each other's throats uh, up up until pretty recently. Um, and it's not just like the Concordat. You know, the Concordat was pretty militant, but it wasn't just that. And actually, you know, we were talking about we were talking about the political structure of Guardians mm-hmm. today. And was it today or was it yesterday? Yesterday. Yesterday. And I mm-hmm. and I, I being being me, I was like just looking at the different types of government models out in the world. And I actually kind of stumbled across one that I honestly did not know it it existed. After reading about it, it makes perfect sense that this thing exists um and i kind of feel dumb not knowing that this thing existed but it's a it's a political type in green you know which one i'm talking about it's called the anocracy mm-hmm. um and then, so an anocracy is is this really really weird hybrid of a government um it is a regime type where power is not vested in public institutions as such as in a normal democracy but actually spread amongst elite groups who are constantly competing with each other for power, which should, if anyone who is paying attention to the factions, sound pretty familiar. Um, anocracy is actually not surprisingly called the least resilient political system to short-term shocks. Uh, it creates the promise, but not yet the actuality, of an inclusive and effective political economy and threatens members of the established elite and therefore is very vulnerable to disruption and armed violence, which basically is the faction wars. Um, you also see that within the Concordat, which is where you have um, you have an environment in which you have these groups of people who are constantly fighting each other, whether that be politically or in some cases literally fighting each other. For power, and you see this in the consensus. The consensus is comprised of multiple factions. And well, we don't really know how the consensus really works as far as the decision process initially. We know now um, that the consistent the consensus votes for the next faction to either be removed or replaced, as we see with the Concordat and with the future war cult. Um, but we don't know how the original consensus was formed. No, no one, we, we don't have that information. So we, it could have been, you know, whoever was the most powerful at the time, which sounds great in theory. But then if you think about that for a minute, that means that how do you gauge power? Do you gauge power by the most popularity? Do you gauge power by who can hold the city ransom? You know? 
I mean, we have plenty of examples in our own human history and reality of this exact type of thing. And it, quite honestly, it doesn't usually end very well for anyone. Um, anocracy wasn't, is what's that? Wasn't there a, I want to say there's a card where they're talking about the, uh, what is that? The Concordat, how, whether or not to let somebody in when they're talking about letting yeah. future war calls in. Yep. And it kind of gives you a little bit of an insight as to how it's run now. It doesn't necessarily give us any insight as far as what it was originally. Right. And that's the ghost fragment. The city age is the whole mm-hmm. meeting. That's when they, um, they vote to remove the concordat. Um, and then that's, that leads into the card that we're going to probably read next, which is Bannerfall. Um, you know, Concordat was basically, I, and this is just my own headcanon. I would imagine that ghost fragment, the city age happened prior to Bannerfall because Bannerfall is noted as being basically the, the final blow of removing the Concordat. Um, so to me, it's like, okay, we voted, we're kicking you off the Island and the Concordat and Lysander were like the F you are, we're not going off the Island. We're going to take the Island down. And then New Monarchy kind of was like, was like but you're really not. Yeah, it, it, it was. It no, you're. That's well, cute. Um, go for here's it. Here's a, a little bit of a theory as to how the factions were originally chosen or picked, um, based off of the needs at the time. Think of it kind of like factions of like glass blowers and ship makers and stuff like that. Thinking back to uh, like a Venetian era mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where each of them have their own essentially union without calling it an actual union. Oh yeah. And yeah those yeah. factions, they have political clout and they have power and they can control the economy. They can control a lot of things within the city themselves. And whoever has the most power would be part of this, this group. And I can't remember what that group is called right now at the top of my head, but it's kind of like a semi-ruling body without actually being politically involved too high up as far as king or or actual democracy, whatnot. It makes me wonder if the factions were chosen originally based off of something like that because of Dead Orbit wanting to get out. So they were constantly getting resources for ships and mm-hmm, doing mm-hmm. that kind of thing versus New Monarchy, which was building up the city and the foundation and the structure. And then you have the Concordat, which is the militaristic fight kind of all altercations back and forth all the time. That kind of seems like the basic structure of a society that's just building one that wants to leave one that wants to stay and one that wants to fight. Whereas future war cult is kind of the toss up one that comes in later. We're going to fight no matter where we are. Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. But that's just my theory that it's based off of kind of the the purposes of each of them rather than picking and choosing right. just because I, I would agree because faction I mean like the the literal definition of faction, you know, is the small organized group within a large one or sorry, small organized dissenting group within a larger one, especially in politics. Uh you mm-hmm. usually have like the left wing faction of the party or the right wing faction of a party. Um 
you you see you know this is kind of the click or the uh the caucus or the cabal or you know that's a fun one um or the mm-hmm. grouping you know but and, and this is this is the literal definition of cabal not not the the, the mm-hmm. enemy faction right cabal. um mm-hmm. so like a faction is um is exactly that it's it's a grouping together of certain ideologicals or ideologies um and then a segregation between those ideologies in which you, I mean, you just, it's the human condition. Like if there, there is, there is always going to be something that creates a us and them, you know, like it's just human, human brains operate in, in it. I mean, you, you see that today, it, even right. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's like, it's, I mean, even yeah. in a utopian society, you are going to have, a segregation of the society like there's there's mm-hmm. a division of labor there's the division of you know everything is divided human human humanity as a whole has grown based on the survival traits of i, I hate to say it but stereotyping stereotyping yeah. is a and this is not the political stereotyping this is like just like the concept of stereotyping mm-hmm. is yeah. a hereditary and instinctual thing that allows humanity and actually any animal to identify something stranger something alien to their own some yeah right i mean you or know something dangerous right, right right exactly yeah it's something that could potentially threaten their existence and that is the point that is the the instinctual level point of a of a stereotype. Now, when you put it into political thing, that's when it kind of gets dangerous. Uh, look at the Holocaust. Now, it's a very as, bad thing. It can be a very bad as thing. As long as yeah, and as long as human beings persist on being unique little snowflakes and being different from one another, and you know, there's always going to be people who identify um, based on similar traits right. and, and we're such a varied, you know, we're such well, a varied species that, that there's always going to be an us into them. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what we do it, until it, we're all. And the I want to, I want to iterate real quick. That is not, it is not inherently a bad thing. Well, it's yes. literally a very natural thing because right. at right. the most basic level of when you are learning something, the very first thing that you do as a baby is, is this similar or yep. is this not? Yep. That is literally the very first thing. It's, it's a binary equation, mm-hmm. same or not same on or off. That's all it is. And then from there we start to make connections and, and then categorizing. And then, the child, then the child learns the word no, and it all goes. Yes. Downhill. And then everything <laughs> is constantly off binary of zero yeah. constantly. Unless yeah. it's food. And this Unless podcast, it's food. Yeah, then this podcast has devolved nuggets. into a game. It's devolved into a game of the, which one of these is not like the other. Now. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> so. But I mean, so I mean, but with the concept of factions, that's that's the the it's it's a base human psychological factor. Like stereotyping is a base human thing. Um, uh, now, can you rise above it? Yes, you can rise above it, and that is when you get things like the consensus. Like that's where the idea comes from. Um, mm-hmm. And so well, the and, consensus is literally just a combining of realizing that they need each other. Right. Yeah. It's someone but, said but enough way, already. Right. But in a way that is a rising above of, because I mean, if you didn't rise above the stereotypical behavior, you would have the faction wars. Right. Which is where they're basically yeah. trying to eradicate the other people instead of working with them. 
to the way I like to think of it is think of our our democracy as it exists right now. You have the the machinations of our democracy as it exists, and then you have special interest groups. Well, think of that like the consensus, and in Destiny, the special interest groups have guns. Mm. So they'll and shoot spaceships. And space, and space magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, basically, they had to rise above because um, they very well risk tearing each other apart. Um, which is what I kind which, of imagine the conversation with Andal to kind of be is kind of like, mm-hmm. guys, <laughs> you guys are going to literally tear this thing down. You're going to burn no it down, wins. and then yeah, and no then and then no one. You're doing the Fallen's job for them. Pretty you can much. be the king of scorched earth. Is, is so the fire break order? Be the king of yeah, basically. <laughs> Except for there's no there's no snazzy titans to, to hang out with you <laughs> at that bar in the city, which I would really like to see. By the way, bunch it's of, gone. But, it's gone. By the way, ah, dang it! I want ramen. Um, so <laughs> that's gone too. Do we want? <laughs> do we want to move on to the city age? Well, we're in the city. We, actually- we did the city age. Do you want to do Bannerfall real quick? Yes. Since we're talking the about Bannerfall. we're talking about factions, Green, do you want to grab Bannerfall real quick? Sure. Bannerfall. Arena designation Bannerfall. Location: The Last City, Earth. Lysander and the Concordat mark the most recent example of a city political factions rising in opposition to the consensus. This site marks a legendary battle where new monarchies guardians rose to deliver the final blow to the Concordat. Unraveling the war effort, Lysander sought to bring against the vanguard. Lord Shax has commandeered the area not only to commemorate this last stand, but as a reminder of the city's solidarity against those who seek to undermine the extreme efforts and sacrifice we make together to keep our peace. So yeah, I, a this is one of my favorite PvP maps ever because I actually have sight lines. Mm-hmm. But and it's and it's a it it actually makes sense and balanced. <laughs> it's, I'm and it's sorry, balanced. like I love Bannerfall because in my mind I'm I am a Halo player. Okay, like I play on maps that are dare I say it, somewhat symmetrical. Symmetrical. Bannerfall just makes sense. It's like there are little nuances. There's a library on one side and a ship hanger on the other side. I have died multiple times trying to read the books in the library. They won't won't let you check them out. But there is a really really nice there is a really nice sweeper bot over on the ship hanger side and and, uh, they will whistle to you if you you sit there, if you can... uh, survive but uh, if you're trying to figure out yeah. how to shoot i think well uh with the update that brought lysander's cr- no with the update that dropped the gross fragment banner fall i think the sweeper bot is gone i can't remember mm-hmm. if it's still there but it used there used to be a sweeper bot in like this like closet on the other side but yeah banner i love banner fall love it plus it's got a tree it it'd be a lot better with four instead of six Mm-hmm. Oh, I think so. Goodness. I yeah. think so. Anybody um, catch that new monarchy did that? That's hey? not yeah, a surprise new, to me. Yeah. New monarchy? Yeah. My my faction? Oh so, god. Okay, okay. 
Jesus, man, we really do have an even spread of political alliance here, do we? We do. We do. Rainbow Death Squad or bust. Oh um, my god. No, no, but you should pay attention to the to the actual wording there. Um, New Monarchy's guardians rose to deliver the final blow. Mm-hmm. But I've always I've always kind of just taken it at you know for granted that it was it was like a grudge match between New Monarchy and the Concordat the whole way. But that just like kind of a rereading of that that little bit of syntax makes me think that this was a concerted effort. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Among oh, the among certainly. the consensus. And then at it just happened to be at Bannerfall was the decisive battle, which mm-hmm. was led by Right. And I actually and I actually kind of have a theory on that. If you notice when you walk around Bannerfall, I mean, like I said, you'll notice this is this is a this is a tower that is decked out in faction faction colors. You mm-hmm. have new monarchy. And and Concordat colors all over the place, and that's not something that like was graffitied on there as a you know a way to to express that new monarchy was here you know or anything like that. No, this is an established you know almost I I almost I dare say it a bunking area for this faction. It seems because if you well, I mean like I said, there's a library on the side of the new monarchy side, and there's a right. ship hanger with an actual ship being serviced on the Concordat side. You know, like I mean, this is this is a place that it appears there is a degree of um, of uh, settle settlement from individuals, and so it could be something as far as like the reason the new monarchy was the one that delivered the final blow was this is the, the this is them being like, okay, hey, you're evicted from your apartment, get out. Essentially, but here's my question: Where was Dead Orbit? We know future war cult was not actually in there. Right. But um, we were in the stars. We were in the stars. But my point here is that this, if, if this is, if my, if what I'm thinking is accurate, dead orbit wouldn't be in this tower because dead orbit that, that this isn't their, their designated space. This is the space shared by new monarchy and the concordat. And so like, you know, like, Dead Orbit would have no business being in this. This could be like I'm. I'm trying to think. Um, uh, isn't it Harry Potter where they have like the different like common rooms? Houses. The, yeah. Don't okay. Do that. No. I don't. Okay. I have not read past like the fourth book. Okay. So I'm trying to remember the for shame. Oh, it's a terrible series. But um, the like like this is like the common room for these two factions, right? So the dead orbit wouldn't be here because politically they wouldn't I mean politically I'm air quoting here politically they're not allowed here. This isn't their territory if you would. That makes sense. Which really makes me wish that in public spaces you could have like a faction control war like as a public event right. that would be so cool but you know, I think it, everyone's kind of asked for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things where it's like everyone everyone swears allegiance to factions. It would just be a really cool thing, and like I, I've seen some really cool ideas from uh, the Reddit. Mason or like Guardian Radio talked about it a lot too. Yeah, yeah. Like one of the one of the really cool ones is like have a, a week long competition and see which which faction aligned guardians could accrue the most points, and then the next week have like the tower decked out in those faction colors. I think that would be a really cool thing. But, um, Which we do know that the public spaces are going to be much more dynamic in D two. Yes, so be, I know. I'm it would hoping. be 
I'm hoping I'm it would be interesting that we would actually do something more rather than just gathering parts for everybody. Right. But I mean, that also begs the question of what the, what is the place of the consensus in destiny mm-hmm. two? Cause there's not really a city for them to lead. At least not a tower. Right. Right. Well, I guess that's true. There's the farm that we know about, but I mean, it, I mean, the question is too, you know, where are the factions we've seen future war cult and new monarchy? I mm-hmm think we've seen a dead i think i saw someone say that they did have a dead orbit somewhere and i mean obviously there's vanguard rep everywhere um but i mean the question that i have for destiny 2 one of the many is you know what what is what are the factions what role do the factions have in this because because it is you know just going off maslow's hierarchy of needs we've been reduced to square one like we don't we don't have shelter we don't we don't have the nice you know the nice shelter anymore to worry about the differences of our our special snowflakeness we're worried Mm -hmm. about just surviving so right going back to bannerfall though thinking about the concordat they're on their side on the concordat side outside of b there's a box that has a banner that has been fallen and draped over the series of boxes that is a concordat banner mm-hmm. just kind of showing either i don't know if they're just draping everything because they like the color green but i just started noticing it a lot more while i was playing because it's like ooh, shiny um it's very bright yeah but- the concordat green is that really ugly like neon green stuff Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hulk, that's the Hulk smash emblem. <laughs> it is the Hulk yeah, smash emblem. Pretty much. Which is pretty so much. weird because of what the Concordat, like the meaning of Concordat. I, it's like the exact opposite of what Concordat actually a, means. Yeah, I get a very Rage Against the Machine vibe oh, from definitely. the Concordat yeah. emblem. Oh <laughs> it's my just gosh. like fight the power. It, it fight totally. the power. The fist needs to be turned up, but yeah. Well, I mean, if they're if they're gonna be like so, okay, um, okay, we I think I've said this before, but a concordat is is actually um, it's a religious thing. Um, A concordat is an agreement or treaty that is basically it's especially between the Vatican and a secular government relating to matters of mutual interest. So basically, it's it's an agreement in which the Vatican uh, in the medieval world and the secular governments would come to a, basically a compromise. It's a convention between those two people. And, um, and, and so it was a, it's a mutual benefit. (laughs) Whereas the Concordat in destiny is kind of like this, like warmongering anti tower, anti guard, like not really anti guardian, but anti anti Vanguard esque group. And they're the symbol of the fist pushing down is really like really weird <laughs> to to me. It's just, it me. is. It is. So I mean, do you think though that the we're only seeing the concordat from a very specific perspective? We're only seeing it from the obviously the side that went past the concordat, were the victor side. Just a spin foily idea, but do you think the concordat? And the speaker didn't get along on something, which kind of sparked some of the. Because we do we know exactly what Lysander and them did. Uh, we know that it was called Lysander's Folly. Um, 
And basically, if I remember right, I'm trying to I'm trying to find the exact quote. Um, like we know, well, we know that Lysander was like anti Osiris. Well, he wasn't anti Osiris. He was anti Vanguard, which translates into anti Osiris because Osiris at the time was the Vanguard commander. So mm-hmm. there was like this giant political um, upheaval smear campaign against Osiris that the Concordat did. Um, and so like the uh, it's uh, a symbol for honor, symbol of honor. Sorry, is a quote from Icora, and it says there was a campaign to call it Lysander's folly, but I don't want people even remembering his name. Um. So yeah, like Lysander, I I think that you know in the same. I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. Uh, I think in the same way that we see in New Monarchy the desire to replace the the consensus with a single ruler. You know, like mm-hmm. New Monarchy does not hide the fact that they don't agree with. The the, uh, the they don't agree with the political structure of the city right now. They don't they don't agree with it, but they participate in it because they want to use it to replace it, right? Um, because that's their but whole thing. Lawfully, right, 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 right. Yeah, and and yes, by yes, consensus, exactly is a big that tenet is, of theirs. Exactly, I think that's where the difference is. The Concordat also didn't agree with the political structure of the city. And going back yeah. to the anocracy, you know, paradigm here, where the new monarchy seeks to replace the political structure from within the political structure, you know, like change it legitimately and change it by the mm-hmm. will of the people. The Concordat just tried to hijack the political structure and the political structure was like, no, and slap them back. Um, and I think a large, and I just, I don't know, this is just me personally, but I think Lysander in the Concordat had a really big issue with the Vanguard. And I think I get, I get the feeling, especially with all the stuff that we learned from Rise of Iron with the Warlords and kind of the bad treatment that people got at the hands of the Warlords, the Concordat might have a bone to pick with the, with the Guardians because of what happened underneath the Warlords. They may not see them as being any different, you know, like they see a continuation of this, this lording over the, the little people by these people who have been gifted with powers. So are, okay, but the, are they just literally trying to seek the same thing just through different means? Exactly. Yeah, I think so. Because new monarchy really wants a secular type. Yes. Person in charge. Would the Concordat necessarily want the secular type, or would they want more of a religious See, type and that's leader? Where, that's where I kind of get like a weird feeling because, like, be, again, going back to the name, the Concordat mm-hmm. is a merging. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a compromise between a theocracy and a secular, you know, government. And we don't really. And, and yes, New Monarchy is like a hundred percent secular. They don't really want the the speaker and his theocratic leanings i guess involved um whereas you know like dead orbit just wants to pretty much dead orbit just wants go already yeah dead orbit just wants to decentralize the human humans and 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 the theory makes sense for dead orbit because their their entire argument is decentralize 
the last of humanity because then we can't be knocked out in one fell swoop. Right. right. You know, you can't get killed with one punch if you're not all standing in the same place. It, it actually yeah. makes a little bit of sense. And then future war cults just like, we're all going to die. So we should just fight. Like it, it's not that simple, but like it, future war yeah. cult is kind of the, the real warmongers. Um, no, they're just Vikings. Yeah. They're the real warmongers. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is, by the way, one of the quotes that I put on the, the Twitter account for last week was really disturbing because one of the visions from the machine was a city in fire. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, was, I remember I was, that uh, quote. It was an interesting, inter- I was reading quotes for the the auto updates every, we do the, the tweets every day. And I was reading through and I was like, oh, that's a, hmm, that's interesting given what we yes. know. Yes. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the Concordat wants. Because if you go just by the name, they it almost seems like they kind of want the same thing that we have. But sort they want to be in right charge. Now we have a we have a, a kind of balanced or quote-unquote balanced session, even though the Speaker really doesn't seem to have a whole lot of sway. Right, right. The Speaker is not technically in the consensus. The consensus reports... It's weird. Consensus basically tells the speaker what's going on, and I I get the feeling like the speaker can kind of like quote veto certain things. Yeah, I mean, but he doesn't have democracy type thing. He really doesn't have much say in the direction that the city takes. Right, it kind of feels like a little bit of like parliament type situation with a prime minister. I would agree with that entirely. Um, yeah, no, and, and so I guess, I mean, so the Ghost Fragment of the City Age, we definitely see that consensus, and that's kind of where we, we get the sense that the Speaker really isn't in, in like, the Speaker isn't in the consensus. The Speaker is kind of, like, part of the consensus, but it's not, he's, um, he doesn't get a vote. Y- yeah, he, the Speaker's well, a figure about head. Head. Well, think about him like the Speaker of the House. Right, 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 right. He's so he's he doesn't cast votes, but he presides over the he presides over the uh, voting process. Right, but I mean, right, but it it like so from the the Ghost Fragment of the City Age, um, the ending is. Hang on, uh, yeah. So here, oh no, yeah. So they. So the ending says, uh, unanimous, good. We'll grant the future war cult access to the tower and a seat amongst us. Among us, ghost, please offer the speaker this proposal. So, so that's veto power. So what that? Right, right. That's what I mean. Is like I'm like I get the sense that he's not part of the he's not part of the consensus, but he actually does have a controlling interest in the entire ongoings politically. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, doesn't that isn't that kind of yeah. yeah? But it's also not the same as influencing the vote, though. Right. Because like, I don't. I mean, I get the. I mean, I, obviously, in this card, he's not even there. I kind of yeah. view it more. I mean, I know this is going to take flavor, but I kind of view him as the pope mm-hmm. in some ways yeah, versus yeah, the cardinals. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like the, the you Saint mean Louis like, Cardinals? Or? You mean like no. the first among equals? <laughs> yes. 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 It's a very King Arthur of you. I like it. 
Yeah, I can see that. I can totally see that. I mean, and and not this is not to say that the consensus doesn't have power because obviously the consensus has tons of power. But it to me, it's like you know, there's this all this this argument of like, what exactly is the consensus? And you know, so the consensus is the great the what what I call the great factions, which is Dead Orbit, New Monarchy, and and now the Future War Cult used to be the Concordat, um, and then the Vanguard seemed to be involved somewhat you know i mean but we don't know are they are they actually voting do they have voting interest in the consensus what are you guys thoughts on that i think they're more of a military branch where they report back to it okay so you think they actually report to it they don't zavala (laughs) because i mean zavala zavala you know seems to be voting in the ghost fragment city age card that's true I mean, this this is just I mean, me. This is just me I'm reading it, it that way. Yeah. So. Right. But I'm I'm thinking, like, it's kind of like a, not necessarily a war council, but think of, like, the like a defense council type thing. You're going to have multiple people from different walks there. You're going to have your, your secretary of whatever there. Mm-hmm. And they all have a say. Who's the secretary of education? I really need to know this. Cade. Right now? Uh, oh, okay. No. Hi, Cora. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can you imagine if Kate <laughs> Dodgeball all day. Shaq's uh, in charge. Actually, I don't know. Cade would actually be kind of a yeah, I think interesting Cade, teacher. Yeah, I think Cade would actually do better than most people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teach by doing. Yeah. Uh... I don't know about that. Don't teach by doing the opposite of what your teacher is doing. Um, um, so actually, we also know that from time to time, the consensus actually entertains. Uh, I, I don't know if you want to say spectators or contributors that aren't necessarily in the consensus. Right. Because do you do you uh, text Mechanica? Yeah, that and. I mean, are we considering Shaq's a member of the consensus? I really don't. No, no, I don't think. So, I don't think the Crucible is involved in the political decisions because the Crucible is purely exactly. for the Guardians, right? You know, mm-hmm. like normal it, yeah. humans aren't involved in it. Um, but uh, whether you view the Raise Lighter card as being Shaq's is included <laughs> in this meeting, or Shaq's has burst his way through the door, which is probably more probable because it's his mm-hmm. next order of business, the growing city foundries. Bang! What madness is this? Um, I just... But, but yeah, yeah, I mean... I just... This, there's there's two options here. It's like either either Shax is part of the consensus, consensus and they were, they were trying to meet behind his back and he caught them. Or he's not part of the consensus, oh, which makes more which know, makes more sense. Which makes more sense to me is that he's not part of the consensus, and he hears he hears from Zavala, that, or he hears you know that they're doing all this, and he's like, "Are you idiots?" Like, but yeah, oh my gosh, I could I could see. I think it's the latter, but if it's the former, yeah. oh my gosh, that would be <laughs> hilarious. You told me we were meeting at Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jack wants to uh, TGI Fridays. I want my baby back, Guardian. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. Uh, Gosh, yeah. 
Speaking of the foundries, that's a pretty important part of the city. Oh my gosh, the foundries. They're so cool. Which, the foundries are actually like special interest groups, aren't they? They're like lobbyists. Uh, well, the weapon foundries are. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, well, we and actually, actually we do know the textile foundries <laughs> is where Hideo comes from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They're not all some of them are probability kilns, but most of them. Oh are my gosh, the probability kilns are like the most infuriating things because I want to know more about them. Right. But Matt. That would be, I mean, that would be a fun thing to know more about whether or not it's an actual, like, spits out random things, random number generator. I, I still, I still want to know what's up with the 3D printer beside Banshee. I love that thing. That is I, just so funny. I, I, like, I remember when I first, like, really recognized that as a 3D printer, I was like, hold up, hold up, <laughs> whoa, 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 is he 3D printing weapons? Like, is he? Is he actually, which if you think about it, is probable given what Glimmer yeah. is, like given what the For Glimmer does, like, yeah, it's like, but I was like, are we seriously, are we seriously at the point? Um, but yeah, it's no, the found plastic, the plastic, uh, which actually makes me really worried about the guns that we use. How do they not melt? Um, space plastic space plastic <laughs> but i mean yeah we so we have like we have um the textile i think it's it's hideo came from textile foundries mm-hmm. um probability kilns and work cooperatives you know you have foundries that are humming with energy it, yeah it's just like there is a i mean there's a ton and if you ever you know if you're ever just standing at the tower and look out you know look out at the city you see like main thorough thoroughways and you know high, like basically highways throughout the city and this is not a small city look at some of the amazing concept art you know that we were talking about at the beginning of the episode look at the, the concept art of the city itself like just go look at the city not for destiny 2 but for destiny this is a massive city like it's a very big city um mm-hmm. And I mean, Justin and I have our own theory about what the probability kiln is. It's it's a cat with a <laughs> jelly toast on it, but we all know that. Um, yeah, I obviously. thought that was canon. Yeah, Schrodinger's uh, cat. No, no. It, what is it? God? What is it? Is it um the cat with the jelly on its, it's back or the no, toast it, on yeah, the back? Yeah, uh, the cat. The cat with the jelly toast on its back. Is it Hitchhiker? No, it's it's from a Heinlein book. It's Heinlein, called Variable right. Star. Variable Star. And they wonder what this relativity drive, how it works, and one of the relativists gives the explanation that they basically uh, strap a piece of jelly toast, jelly side up, to a cat's back and throw the cat in the air since the cat must land on its feet and the jelly must land jelly side down. The cat spins infinitely, (laughs) creating quantum propulsion. Which would Um, be amazing. It's it's not only amazing... It's completely probable. Check <laughs> Discord. What was the, what was the other? Wasn't there a Mountain Dew commercial that did that? Yeah. Or some like there was an energy drink that that was exactly like they did that. Like they had, they, oh my gosh! But yes, that's the problem. Solving quantum counts. physics. <laughs> Solving. And by the way, if you like sci-fi at all, you should read that book. Wasn't that Star Robinson? 
No, that's something uh, that, that was. Um, uh, no, uh, Spider Robinson Spider co-wrote Robinson. that. Yeah, he he finished it from an outline he found of Heinlein's. Okay, right, right, but he 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 wrote Variable Star, right? He wrote it, but Heinlein yeah, he wrote outlined it. Star. Okay, I was like, I it swear was, it was from a yeah, it was from an outline they found in the Heinlein estate. Oh man, so yes. it'll make you understand all this stuff much better. <laughs> Not at all, but it will be worth your while. <laughs> Oh, um, so yeah, that's, that's within the, um, the city age card. We actually hear about that with, um, let's see the end of it. Do you want to grab the factions card, Justin, real quick, since we were talking about factions there, let's do this thing. They've done more good than harm by most calculations which is exactly what I want to be in my eulogy. He did more good than harm. Um, (laughs) Done. In the city's earliest days, various factions vied for the hearts and minds of the refugee masses. Power struggles threatened to shatter an already tenuous existence. The following conflicts, known as the Faction Wars, brought brought the city to its knees. When the chaos grew intolerable, a gathering of guardians fought to end the conflict. The new peace brought a new order. The city consensus and the speaker ruled together, and the surviving great factions worked through civil channels to pursue their agendas. That order still holds, but as the city reaches out into the frontier, the factions see new opportunities everywhere and a chance to win over guardians to their cause. Yes. Hearts and minds. Oh, okay. Green, you had that question. Um, the uh, So Green just, just sent us a message. The dead yeah. orbit signal um, or symbol. God, signal. Mm-hmm. The dead orbit signal. Um, I see kind of the spaceshipiness to it, but at the same time, I don't know. It's, it's a skull profile. Yeah, it's a skull uh, profile with a dead orbit. It's got an okay. orbit around it. Okay, that cool. makes a lot more sense. Have, have you guys uh, noticed that Luke each of the faction Smith. symbols... Has okay. a uh, at each of the faction symbols have has an element of three to it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's kind of funny. There's three teeth in the dead orbit. Three half. It's also a seven. New monarchy, mm-hmm. and and three colors in the future war cult. Mm-hmm. Um, Wazy. Uh, the the name the like the dead orbit is also like the the um. Where am I going with this? The traveler hovering over Earth. So it's got a dead orbit. Okay. I from the same symbol that we're looking at in the factions card, or are we looking at one of the other ones? Uh hang on, let me pull up the faction card real quick. Because the faction yeah, card is the, the skull profile. Doesn't have the, it doesn't have the circle around it. It doesn't have the circle sh- around it? Okay. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, the, the, that's the skull profile. If you look at the one that has the circle around it, like the standard, the if mm-hmm. you look at if you look at the dead orbit card, that image, um, that has the skull profile, which is very often associated with it, but then it also has um, the, the actual dead orbit. And so that large circle with the smaller circle outside of it it looks like a fidget spinner 
Um, mm-hmm. That smaller circle, a lot of people kind of attribute that to being the traveler. So it has a quote dead orbit. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then, like the different the different emblems of dead orbit, all all have um, references to skulls. If I remember right, I think mm-hmm. all of them do. It's the endling. Oh god, the endling! God, it's such a terrifying concept. It's not terrifying to think of the endling. It's oh, no. terrifying to think that you will be him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that's yes, no. That's that's exactly what it's like. Wait, hang on. What? Yeah, so I'm the last. This is the pinnacle of humankind. <laughs> Crap, <laughs> God. We're screwed. <laughs> I should have done more setups. Um, <laughs> Cannot be the hero of the story if you don't have abs, Justin. Come on. I know. I've got a one pack. <laughs> it's just a cake. It used to be in stereo. Now it's in mono. Don't worry about it. It'll fix <laughs> itself. And, but like okay, so talking about the the symbols for all the factions mm-hmm. and the fact that all of them have a representation of three, but they all also somewhat represent their factions in and of themselves. Yeah, like the new monarchy is like the balance of power with the triangle and everything, the sharing of power and whatnot, and just having a good base or grounding since triangles are the strongest mm-hmm. of the shapes. Well, yeah, and also it's the most, it's the, per, like, one of the arguably perfect shapes. Because mm-hmm. of the, perf- the perfect um, equality of sides in a, what is that, a... Equilateral triangle? Equilateral, yeah, it's in yeah. yeah. I don't get the colors yes. on the future wall cult. Like, what, what are with Why the colors? Why don't you get them? No, 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 what, 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 what is the significance of the colors? What do you mean? Well, you have the what? White yellow, is orange, oh, rainbow. <sighs> we might need to do a faction episode again and just dive deeper in again. I, it's on there. We did one for it's, Future War Cult, and Justin didn't it, answer any of my questions. But we have New Monarchy uh, and Dead Orbit. Who could? Who could? You know what's funny? When true. I look up, I look up on my on my dry erase, and I have the the hex codes for the, for the future, future war cult. Yeah. I was about to say the future war cult, uh, written down. Yeah. I like, I do like the graffiti one that they have. Oh yeah. It is the only emblem really. Which one is that's the, uh, which, what is that called? The, it's the sigil of something, um, yeah. coming war. No, it is. Oh, I'm almost there. Ooh. But it, yeah, that one's that one's one of my favorite one. It's the it's coolest. The oh my god, I'm so good. It's the sigil of coming war. Okay. It's the sigil of the coming war. Sigil of the coming war. Yeah, that one. That one uh-huh. I really like. I don't understand the giant. Like I like it, but I don't really understand the the bunch of diamonds. I think that's you don't. Have- you don't have to sigil of burning so. dawn. Like I'm not really sure what's going on that I'm supposed to be paying well, attention. Maybe to. it's it just looks multiple like visions. If you 
if you turn your head sideways, it's kind of like looking at a cross-eyed owl. Mm-hmm. But that's I was always I thinking it was like a kaleidoscope thing that you yeah, look into and all you too. see is the prism, like the factions, fractions. There we go. Different word. And then there's the, the little, the little candle light. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's the fact. I mean, that's ultimately the factions. Uh, and like, like you were saying, like the consensus is the, the collection of that, um, Rainbow Death Squad is a member of that. Yes, they are. Fairly you think, new member. So, so do you think a lot of times when people come up with uh, symbols for things, they they do have meanings, you know, like much like flags. A mm. lot of times in in our world, we'll have, you know, like the like the the stars and the stripes on the American flag signify things. Uh, do you think that it was a very deliberate choice on, on the part of the factions to include elements of three so that they could be inclusive of all three classes of guardian? Um, and it'd no. be very rather obtuse. I don't, don't, I don't think it had to do with the guardians. <laughs> I well, think yeah, I it guess possibly had to do with the fact that there's only ever three factions within the consensus. Oh, well, that's not bad. So, if Dead Orbit got kicked out, would they knock a tooth out off of the skull? <laughs> he'd, he'd have a gap. <laughs> I like. Wow. Maybe wow. the Michael Strahan of of a skull. Here's some. Okay, so I'm going to just derail and go a completely different direction. I thought I Um, Yeah, but I'm going to jump the gun and beat you to it tonight. So something that kind of bothered me a little bit, and I'm going to go talking about the D2 reveal trailer Mm -hmm. with the Zavala Mm -hmm. trailer. It looks like at the end of the trailer when we see little Amanda Holiday, we know that Amanda traveled to the city as a child and Mm -hmm. got there for... Like very at a very young age, we see that in the in the trailer, mm-hmm. or not necessarily her traveling, but the thing that makes me wonder is, and we talked about it a tiny bit in chat, is do non guardians age at the same rate as what we do? If so, the way that that trailer made it feel is like the tower was just finished, like the new tower that they're in was just finished. The well, one that we see that we go to all the time, mm-hmm. and Zav- like is it's Zavala in it, and Amanda is there and seeing the traveler up close for the first time makes me wonder how long that tower has actually been up, considering that she's probably what in her thirties. If we're just going to guess as well, far as age, she, how to-, uh, to clarify, she appears to be in her thirties. Remember, yes, in, right. remember in the golden age, humanity's life was extended. Yeah, by true. by roughly three times. Yeah, sure. Did though, it stick? Oh yeah, well, I would think so. The light stuck. I don't think fully though. Oh, you, I think with the right. traveler crippled, it's probably it's probably choked down a little bit, but definitely, you know, superhuman uh, lifespans are what we're used to. Also, because. The reason that lifespans expanded and tripled and everything like that was because our technology expanded and made yeah, it. I mean, good, we fair point. Well, we actually we, did it. I mean, 
yes, there could be some like actual magical thing that the traveler did, but I I always viewed the traveler as kind of a touchstone. That's a catalyst. That yes, it sparked our golden age. Not right. necessarily that it made us these magical beings necessarily right off the bat, but it it sparked a new set of dreams and people became well, more. I think. The other thing that it did was it opened our eyes. It awoke us, if you would, mm-hmm. to the presence of light. Like It's an enlightenment. Right. But no, I- no, no. Right. Exactly. And that's why you call it the golden age is it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, it is an enlightenment. Um, and because, you know, like Jacob Hardy speaks about that with the, the slipperier reality of light. Mm-hmm. So I, I personally don't see I don't see a issue with saying that you know human human lifespan was tripled and then oh but now the traveler quotes is quote you know crippled which it is i mean like because the traveler is crippled we suddenly get taken away it's we're not the humans weren't guardians you know we see that by the way which is so so disappointing in its clarity that that happened but we see confirmation that a guardian's ability to weaponize light is directly connected to the traveler because in the D2 reveal, when they shield the traveler, all guardians like they trip up, they don't die. Mm-hmm. They don't die, mm-hmm. but they trip up. They, they lose the ability to wield the light in the amount that they normally yield, wield it. We know that everyone has light because in Ghost Fragment Thorn, you know, Yor is talking about eating the light of or feeding the light of the bandits, even though they only have sparks. Um, right. So we guardians are basically suit. I mean, they're, they're the super supermen and superwomen of the, the species in that the traveler has allowed them a broader connection we're the we're the conductors right we're a better conductor of light Mm -hmm. through the traveler so like right but note note here that light is not dependent on the traveler light is already there i i almost want to say light's already there we know light was already there because the hive was around way before the traveler came to the to the solar system and they were eating light back then and it never really like they followed the traveler because, the, uh, to me, and this is again just me, I think the traveler encouraged the the growth of light. Like it didn't create light, though. I, I really do see light yeah. as kind of an energy. Yeah, I would not say the growth, it almost, but like the proliferation. Right, right, right. right. I would the and to be able to channel it and to be able to touch it more, become more aware of it, kind of like a the Buddhist idea of enlightenment right, and then being right. able to, they became, they became more in, in tune with the universe. Mm-hmm. And through that entunement, they, they naturally were able to extend, you know, to slow your life to, I mean, they eradicated diseases that, you know, plagued humankind for, for centuries. Mm-hmm. They did all this stuff because they became in tune. They became enlightened, you know, again, play on that word there. They became enlightened about it. Um, I don't see a problem with saying that humanity's life is still extended. So to me, it's like, yeah, it could have been, I mean, what, 100 years, 200 years ago. But if your average human life has tripled, you know, 
I don't think I don't know. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it if that's it, yeah. if I mean, if that's due to advances in technology that were that were instigated by the traveler, it's not. I mean, we lost most of that. Right. I don't. I don't uh, think um, it's. So I don't think it's just. I don't think it's just. It, if it's if it's due to some paracausal effect, we lost some of that too. So all I'm saying is, it's not unreasonable to assume that yes, we have normal. I mean, we have a, you know, more than normal lifespans, but they could be somewhat decreased from the height of the golden age. Oh. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I would agree. That's all that. I, that's all I'm saying. Right. And I I mean, and it still I mean, it still opens up the problem too because then, you know, if the tower was just built when Amanda, you know, Amanda was there, then even if it was I mean, this would be what we yeah. know that Andal kind of helped in the faction conflicts with um <clears throat> about 126 years ago, so, you know, what what I mean, this is where it kind of gets a little fuzzy on the specific details. And well, mm-hmm. also though, you had golden age humans living to be three hundred, more or less. Right, but I mean, but my point is, is like even if it was two hundred years ago, that would be that would mm-hmm. be saying that Amanda is two thirds of the way through her life. I mean, would she look like? I mean, that's that's some that's some powerful, powerful. uh skin lotion that she's using well the other thing that you have to think about is that this is not our first tower in the in the trailer i mean it kind of makes it feel like it's the first tower and Mm -hmm. it may have been around in some ways but we know that bannerfall was a tower also do we had did we have multiple towers kind of going along with your theory that bannerfall was kind of a a dormitory per se. Yeah. We, well, we know uh, we've seen, we've seen multiple references to multiple towers. I mean, there's Bannerfall, Mm -hmm. which we know there, we, we we know there's at least two Um, in the D2 trailer. Actually, if you pause when they're right before the cabal blow up the tower, uh, Uh you'll see a map and there's, I think eight um, icons around in a circle. Now that doesn't, I hesitate to say that that's those are the towers, blah blah blah, but we do know that there are multiple towers around. I mean, you can uh, you can stand on the balcony of the tower in game today, and I think you can count seven uh, towers right. along the horizon, and that's assuming that that's the only towers that you know that there aren't any more, mm-hmm. which I would assume there are. But right, I would assume that those are all of them. So there, there were eight towers, I think. I think I, I, that's the number that sticks out. Um, it could be seven or nine, I think. But oh, pins, pins is saying in the beauty and destruction quest, it says that there were eight towers. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I also want to kind of revisit real quick uh, the 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 difference in the light that exists in. Um, in regular humans and guardians. Okay. Um, so when we talk about the, the guardian being the conduit, I think that's probably as close to a perfect real world model as we can get to what they are. Um, when you, whenever I talk about light and the traveler, I like to follow the, the conservation of energy model. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And in that, much like energy, light's never created or destroyed. Um, it's just changed from state to state. Um, and it's it's kind of crazy when you think about it right now in, in our world. The amount of energy that's in our world right now is comparable to the amount of energy that was in our world, um, you know, a thousand years ago. We're just a lot better at harnessing it for our uses now and, and creating, you know, usable work out of all this energy. But energy is never really created or destroyed. It's just changed from state to state. Um, that's how I like to, you, you know, look at the guardians and their use of the light. Um, the light's always there. I mean, it's, it's an underlying, it's an underlying fundamental force of the universe, at least in my opinion. But you have these individuals who are attuned to actually conduct it and manipulate it into usable work. At least that's my take on it. Which makes me beg the question of like the probability kilns and things like that within the city and the glimmer and whatnot. What is that just something that we came up with naturally, or is that a manipulation of something else? Or is it not necessarily is it a throwback to the golden age? Yeah, I think that's what it is. It's it's, you know, talking about all the golden age madness that was going on. And, you know, when the traveler comes and just diffuses the whole area with light, you know, um, like, like a giant repeater. Um, think, think of it like a, like cell signal, you know, you're, you're in an area with really, with really poor cell signal and you add a repeater in that area. It takes that signal and makes it stronger for you. Mm-hmm. So the presence of the traveler, uh, you know, and this is all just none of this is anything that's confirmed. This is just ideas. The presence of the traveler helped to help to concentrate and strengthen that signal for us. So we're capable of outlandishly great things. And Um, now and now thanks to Justin, I all I can think of when I see a guardian now is can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. But no, it makes I, sense. I, I do like makes, to think, and it, it also explains why in the the um in the D two trailer, why when they block it, it's you're you're suddenly shutting off that uh, what is it repeater? You're mm-hmm. suddenly shutting it off. So your cell phones are like, we're in yeah. mid call. We're in mid conversation here, and our our cell tower yeah. drops us. Yeah, Thanks. you had AT and T. You had AT and T. Now you got cricket. Got. <laughs> <laughs> but it also that's the it, best example. It, it ever. also it it also has the pro, the potential to lend us some hope in our, in our plight in D2, because, you know, it, it looks pretty hopeless as the starfish of death engulfs the traveler and begins begins to to push it into, you know, lower orbit below Cabal town. Um, But, but there's all hope is not already ruining terms in D2, the ruiner of things. Um, But, but this is what I love about it. 
under that model, all is not lost. Right. You know, uh, um, the light is there. It's always there. You know, it's you and you are actually more tuned to it than the normal individual. So, right. And that's why the only one with a decent shot of because. Think about it. We're well, not going to get the traveler Zavala. back before right and before that's the raid, right? Zavala says that he's like, if the light yeah. has found your its way back to you, then there's hope for all of us. Right. Exactly. You have but, a, you have a satellite phone. Like, yeah, it's like through Zen focus, we have to reestablish our connection to the light because if you really think about um, the development of of you know the archetype of gameplay that we know in Destiny. You can imagine that we're going to play story missions, right? The story missions are going to set the table for the strike. The strike, if I was a betting man, I would say we're probably not getting the traveler back in the strike, right? That, that's pretty not. That's pretty climactic thing if to any, happen. If anything, we might get the vanguard back. Exactly. Strike. But so then well, you would ask the question, how in the heck are we going to tackle the raid without the help of the traveler? So with under this model, you can say there is hope. We just need to become better conductors. We're pretty darn good conductors at the at the moment, but we just need to. And now, now you know, in my head, guardians are going. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Exactly. Okay. I mean, literally, the the cabal breaks up the band, and we got to get the band back together, guys. We got to get the band back together. What was that? Yeah. Was, wasn't that a? Wasn't there a big giant stuffed animal movie about that? <laughs> the bears wasn't wasn't Bernstein bears no not the Bernstein what? bears those were a book there was a vi- there was a movie bless it now I'm gonna have brother, to the, this, the, is it the animate animatronic yeah bear type yeah. thing from Disneyland or whatever not Disney who did that Chuck E. Cheese Billy no. Bob bear band movie I know bear what band. you're talking about because they're like they they're like a hillbilly hillbilly type yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gosh, no, I right, right. Crazy. It's like it's the most frustrating thing in the world. The Country Bears band, no. Yes, that's yes. That, that is it. That is it. The Country Bear Country Bear Jamboree is it? What was the movie? That was that was the name of the the place that you can go to because they have like a actual animatronic area I, the country bears visit. the country I bears thanks wanna, Chad. thanks scrappy yeah i literally want to bring to everyone's attention that this is the most asinine conversation we've ever had on <laughs> podcast and i did not start it <laughs> i did not start it <laughs> uh i didn't start the bear conversation i just said we gotta we get the band back together get the band back together and then i'm i have like the little i think i can i think i can i think uh-huh I can. Can you hear me now? Justin, you are redeemed. Yes. <laughs> you are no longer the starfish of death. Starfish okay. Of death. I think, okay, I love the starfish of death. I always see it as the Hannibal Lecter mm-hmm. mask on okay. the traveler. The the um, muzzle? Mm-hmm. It's the, it's the traveler muzzle. I have something that is a little less G-rated I'll share in post-stream. Okay. Um, yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't go there. Mm-mm. I think I know where you're going with that, and we're not. Me no. too. Um. So okay, city, 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 city. So, so we got we got the timeline. What else do you think, Green? Well, the timeline is just kind of a pain in the butt just to try to figure out. Right, well, but it's getting you know, better. 
It is right. <laughs> slowly, 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 slowly. But I mean, we see that Zavala has been there since the very beginning of the city. We see that the speaker has been there since the very beginning of the city. Um, was the speaker's ghost there with him when he's proselytizing? I don't do remember? remember. I do not remember. I don't remember seeing it either, but we do know that the speaker is has a ghost. Yeah, because he, well, we're pretty sure he has a ghost because he has like the ghost that's in the tower. But that could just, yeah, be yeah. you could also argue that that's just a ghost reporting to him. That's true, too. But I mean, I, I'm, guy's, pretty, I'm pretty sure he's got a ghost. I think he does too, because he that ghost feels like it's in the same spot as ours, like over the shoulder type thing, just constantly there. But I don't know the who else did we see? We saw Shax. We saw and Shax. You see, and I'm just going to get into D2 a little bit. You see that Shax actually had both of his horns at the dun, very dun, beginning dun. of the trailer. Mm-hmm. So we kind of learn a little bit more about what battle Shax loses one of the horns on, or at least we kind of see the battle. Okay. So who's, who do you think that third person was in that scene? I think it's Saladin. I honestly think it's, I, it, the helmet is Saladin's helmet, or at least the same type of helmet as Saladin's. It feels like Saladin, even though I know Saladin was not necessarily, maybe necessarily in the city at that time. Yeah, it depends. It could have been. But, I mean, I think it's Saladin. That's my gut. My, that was my first gut reaction to it. As far as that trio scene when they all stand together. Yeah, I just, I've seen a lot of people being like, oh, that's uh, Rezul Azir. Which, yeah, I mean, that would be, that would be interesting. It would also be interesting if it was Saint-14. Uh, I mean, who's to say Saint- it's not Saint-14? Well, because he doesn't have the mohawk. But, I don't know. It's, I mean, there's lots of different theories out there, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, no, no, there, there are a ton. Uh, we saw Cade. Mm-hmm. And Akora. Did we see Actually Akora? floating. Yeah, she's floating in the very... So when they're building it... Oh, was she the one that was... A, okay, okay. She was, the she one was, was levitating and moving one of the blocks. Uh, who else do we see? There's somebody else that's big in the trailer. Oh, gosh. I kind of want to pull up the trailer now and watch it again. Because it's been about a week since I've looked at it last. I mean, we have Amanda. We have... Do we see any bots? Like, sweeper bots? Uh, or anything like that in the trailer? Because I don't remember seeing one off the top of my head. I know they're in Homecoming, obviously, because that's modern day, but I can't remember if there's any bots or any other exos that were really there. They were they were builder bots. Were there yeah, oh yeah, there were. There were builder bots. Okay. Yeah. Cause okay. that was the the other thing that they were um building uh when they were when uh Ikora was floating. They were builder bots there. Does anybody else wonder where in the world they got all this stone from and what where the quarry is? Like if there's a quarry just somewhere outside of Russia that's just this giant cliffhang type thing. Well, that also begs the question of where the city is. Right. Maybe they got it out of the crater. 
Maybe they use pieces of the traveler. No, kidding. Totally kidding on I that. I don't think I don't think that's actual there. Was the Exo Stranger yeah. there? Oh. Uh, I don't I, think so. I don't know though. But well, well it depends on who you think she is. That's true too. <laughs> I mean, as far as it, what in we know what she's form been in, you say so. Mm. <laughs> I mean, if you go back to her earliest memory or her earliest record, it's us, isn't it? Hmm. As far as the Exo Stranger's recordings of things that she's seen. God. Well, I mean, one of one, one of the up. earliest one of the earliest recordings that we get of her is her monitoring us. Mm-hmm. When we first rise. Right. Because she's she's the one that uh, helped us get to the wall. Right. She's at the very end of the very first mission. Man, I think that's pretty much it. If you want to. Want to roll the roll the shout outs. Yes. Green. Green. I know you got, you got a really cool one to go to. (laughs) Only really cool because it's the book that you wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, The best. mm -hmm. Well, not the best, but one of the best books. Yeah, everybody's super excited about that. As far as if you are in chat with us, and if you're not in chat with us, you should be in chat with us. Even if you're just too scared to like say anything, just come, just come, jump in and see some of the craziness and see the the process behind the scenes. But uh, we're we, doing. We promise book. we're going to try to keep it clean, even though this book is a little bit in the mature category. See, I didn't know that aspect. Makes me want to pick it up even faster and start reading. It's um, amazing. So this month's book club, we're going to be reading the Drawing of the Three by Stephen King, which is the second book in the Dark Tower series. Uh, if you did not read The Gunslinger, I did a quick review over on the new website. Just went up tonight. It does not go into any spoilers, so don't expect for me get, to give you a, a blow by blow. It's just my first thoughts because I was kind of a, I was a non-believer, and now Blue has been doing happy dances ever since I messaged him at the end of the book and mm-hmm. went, "Okay, because okay. the final scene in the book is amazing. Just the writing was so good. Spoiler alert! Oh no, I was no, expecting just, the writing it, to be bad. Oh, okay, okay." <laughs> Uh, the other, the other thing, just fair warning for anyone who is reading. Okay. If you, here's the thing is, and this is like universally, everyone who reads the dark tower series, it like most people will tell you this. The first book, the gunslinger is, it's a slog. Like it is a punishment to get through. Um, that's what I've wrote in my little review. Right. It's like, yeah, it's worth it because basically you had rest, me at slog. Yeah. The rest of the, the rest of the series. So like the way, the way I explain it, uh, cause I'm trying to get Kashin to read it and I think she's going to, but the way I explained it to her is like the gunslinger is really an establishment of the entire world. Like, so like you don't, you don't realize like, how many things that he is actually telling you about the world. But there's a lot of information that's in the gunslinger, and then what happens is in the drawing of the a three whole book of exposition, pretty much, and then in like the drawing of the three, the wastelands, wizard and glass, all these, all the other ones, 
it's basically the gunslinger is the setup, the setup of the gunfight, and then the rest of the books are the gunfight. I mean, like drawing of the three is a, a fellowship one, of the ring. <laughs> it's it's a one eighty from the speed of the gunslinger. Like the gunslinger and, is very slow and very methodical. The, the gunslinger, just a fair warning. I've tried to read the gunslinger twice before this last it's, month. It's, it's a tough book to get it's, through. It's so hard to get through because it's so slow to start with. And it really doesn't pick up until like two thirds of the way through. And then even then that kind of drags on mm-hmm. and I'm viewing it for me as it's a spoiler episode of a story the ending of a story or like maybe the ending, I don't know yet, but a spoiler of a story or an episode of a story that explains the incredible amount of detail without giving you any of the background ahead of time. Yep. Pretty much what this means. Yep. Yep. That's pretty accurate, especially with the revisions that he did. Like it was less so in the original, but when he, when King went back and retouched it, um, yeah, he, he, he built in, and I think that's the version that you read. I think yes. you read the, the update. We found one. the, we found um, the, the one at the end, the one change that you had mentioned. I was like, wait a second. It said oh, this and you, yeah, at the, at the beginning when it was like, hang on, wait, 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 what does it say? Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, no, 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 that, that changed too. Yeah. That's a huge change. Uh, I'm trying really hard not to spoil it for people who haven't read it. Yeah, that that was a massive, massive change in character development. Um, but yeah, so like the gunslinger is very difficult to get through. It is worth it because the rest of the story is. Oh, my gosh, it's so good, especially when oh God, it just gets so much better. You're, you're about you are- to, you're about to meet like our one of my favorite characters in in the drawing of the three. I'm excited about that. And if you want to join us for that chat, we're going to be the first week or so. We're going to go over like the first, I don't know if you call them chapters in this book. Cause King Yay. has a very different way of, of writing. Um, we're going to go over like the first three or four sections this next week, essentially. So jump in, join us for that. And it'll be fun. And Pins and Uni and Blue will all just kind of, you'll ask them questions and they'll just go, it, it, not telling. It's really hard. Okay, fair warning. It's really hard to answer any. So when you're dealing with people who haven't read the series, like, and people are like, well, what does this mean? It's like, oh, I hate it when that happens. Well, but, I mean, but you know what I mean? Like, like it's like I could answer your question, but if I answer but your it question, it would ruin it. Like not just stuff. It would ruin a, a significant portion of like development thing, later down. So it's what I'm like hearing uh, is that I'm figuring things out ahead of time ish. I think we've been pretty good about not spoiling a significant uh, there's been a lot oh, of, there's been a lot of like private I'm... chatter between those of us who've read the book oh, I'm, I'm because sure. we're like thinking, we like, need to talk about it but we can't talk about it right i'm just like i'm like i'm asking the right questions i'm on the right track yeah oh yeah no 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 ish yeah. anyway justin what do you got oh i see what you got is yeah he still here? is he still here I don't know if he is, but I'm going to do it all the same because I know he listens after the fact, too. Um, I'd like to give a big shout out to 
everyone's ma. Um, <laughs> Redneck ma. He was ma affiliated. If if you don't know ma, he has a podcast called Ryan on the Ma. His name's Ryan, and he's everyone's ma. Um, and he was just recently uh, Twitch affiliated. So stop by his stream, twitch.tv slash redneck ma. I think there's some numbers in there. You'll find it. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> and throw some bits at him. Give him your two bits worth. Um, so <laughs> I think he's got a, a three instead of an E somewhere in there. There's some numbers but in it. You'll find it. You'll find it. I have all. We have a very intelligent listener base. Okay, that's um, true. If not, just <laughs> jump into the Discord chat because it's in the content creation. We have. We have. Yeah. He's one of. He's one of the ones that. Um, auto it alert. Auto, it, it's auto alert. Yeah, and uh, I would also just like to big shout out. Really sorry I couldn't make it last week. Uh, shout out to our guest from last week, TTL Goose. Did I get that right? Yep. Amazing. Um, yes, for 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 picking up my slack. Welcome to an elite club of people who have been doing that for years. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's um, and uh, also big shout out to my fire team member the last week or so. Um, my son, uh, Gavin. We have been running a lot of story on his character getting it up to light and on Princess Sparkleface, my warlock, <laughs> getting her up to snuff. And I've had some of the most fun I've had playing video games in a long time, playing through vanilla story with him, uh, killing gate lords and stuff. So, all right. Way to go, Kevin. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then uh, two, uh, well, a couple of big shout-outs. Uh, new new patrons over on our crowdfunding over on Podbean. We we deeply appreciate your guys' support. Uh, Chocolate Shark. Good job, Chocolate Shark. Chocolate and then, then Imtil9616. Appreciate the support, you guys. You guys are amazing. We really, really appreciate it. And it's it's basically, it's, it's uh, you guys... That really actually made the the new website actually possible. So it, it really is a like I really appreciate that. That helps it helps us a ton in kind of giving back more and more as much as we can. Um, our email topic for next week is going to be lore update for just guardians. Uh, I'm really actually looking forward to that one because Me of the too. information the information that we got from the D2 reveal. Uh, it. it kind of clarified uh, a lot of our theories it kind of destroyed some theories but it also mm-hmm. it, i mean it clarified a lot um so yeah if you guys have any thoughts or questions again new website does have that I, i'm hoping it's a little bit easier for you guys to get in touch with us um there's a contact page extremely you know completely dedicated to reaching out to us with as much much ease as possible but yeah those are, that's our email topic for next week um and if you again if you haven't already realized check out the new site we're really excited about where where the possibilities lie with that 
With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes each week, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. Links to all our other sites can also be found with our episode archives over on www.focusfirechat.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any feedback or questions for our team concerning the podcast and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback on iTunes or through email as well. Be sure to check out our partner podcast within the Guardian Radio Network over on the guardiansofdestiny.com. So, until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright. <laughs> <laughs>